you are keeping it real with Khadija Khalifa. Today I have a very exciting guest, the wife of Premiership footballer, Manchester United legend Wes Brown, Real Housewives of Cheshire star and serial mumpreneur Leanne Brown. Welcome Leanne, how are you? Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Thank you so much for giving up your time for me today. Well, I'm all, excited. That's one thing we have all got at the moment, time isn't it? <laughs> on every day we could start a little series <laughs> yeah. so firstly my question is obviously both of us right now we've got this recorded visually which is great I can share it on the YouTube we are in bedrooms we are escaping family and children right now to get this done I've seen on your Instagram that your you and your daughters are pretty good at the old TikTok <laughs> how are you finding I with your daughters and you know is it fun are you stressed is there a balance tell me how it's going uh, I'm actually I'm just I'm really trying to embrace the time and the stillness and I'm always I always seem to be rushing somewhere and I always seem to be doing something and um it's just really nice to be able to actually wake up and not think I have to be somewhere or do something and obviously I don't know how long that's going to last depending on how long this lockdown lasts but it's um it's just so nice to be relaxed about what's going to go on in the day and and actually I mean I was we 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 eat out a lot like usually and um I'm not very organized with cooking and stuff like that but obviously because that's had to happen now I'm actually really enjoying um just getting a bit more creative and, and learning a bit more like just taking a few more risks with, with cooking and stuff and I'm really enjoying it and it's all sitting around in the table and I mean we always sat around the table to eat to eat if I um even if we've got a takeaway do you know what I mean but it's just nice to I actually feel like I've become a proper like housewife yeah, slash house teacher slash <laughs> <laughs> Well, to me, I'm hating cooking. I'll be honest. I am. I, I haven't cooked so many meals in my life. It's mummy. What's for breakfast, mummy? Can we have this, mummy? Can we have pancakes, mummy? I. I know. I just yeah. want to back to Nando's. I want them yeah. to. Oh, Nando's. Nando's. <laughs> you know what? I don't know if you see go viral of a little girl crying once her mum tells her all the. Yeah, time. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I must have watched it about 50 times. That is I know. That's how upset I was to know. Oh, but yeah. that's so nice. Do, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm still like, it still is annoying. I'm not so much the cooking. It's the fact of having to think of like, oh, what we're going to have tonight. And then, then it's like, what we're having? And it's kind of all on me. But I don't mind the cooking bit. It's the tidying up <sighs> that it's just... And then, and then it's usually like they'll go off and they'll, and even though, oh, we'll promise that we'll help tidy up and then it'll get left. And so I'm making like a, a more of a strict sort of timetable re- regime now. Like you've got to load the dishwasher, unload the dishwasher. Like, so um, we're getting there. And, and Wes was up yesterday and he was mopping the floor and all sorts, sweeping oh, up. And I was like, to Wes. I know. So he's um, he's getting the hang of it now. But I mean, he lived on his own when he was in Sunderland for five years. So he had to do all that for himself. But it's easy to just like get complacent, isn't it? And obviously he's always busy and stuff. So and away and things like that. So 
yeah, we're all we're all starting to muck in a bit more now. So um, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I think Simon's starting to understand exactly what I do. You know, if I'm working from home because he's yeah. working home he's in the office room yeah and I'm like see you still have to feed the dog the kids still need feeding and the whole balance of Easter so they're eating so much chocolate but then we need to go to the shop and get strawberries and blueberries and you know to eat rubbish all the time that's a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure on the plus side we're safe we're healthy we're doing what we're meant to do so yeah hallelujah to us but yeah exactly I mean I'm glad you're embracing it I I'm loving not doing the school one how old are oh, you yeah how old are your three your three daughters. so Hallie yeah Hallie's 17 um Lola's 13 just turned she turned 13 on lockdown bless her mm-hmm. and um Lola's nine so uh all like four years between them all obviously Hallie's at college and and they have been her college has been amazing she's at dance college and they've been running all the classes through zoom and um even the dance and stuff obviously it's more difficult for some people with regard to space and stuff but they've just they've just continued to keep it as normal as possible so I've been really impressed with those Lilia's quite good she she kind of just gets on with her stuff and uh Lola I've been trying my best but it's just so hard to like it's the patience isn't it and it's hard enough just having to like be a mum and do all the things that mums do and, and be there for them but then to become a teacher as well it is a lot of pressure yeah. uh, and then you're sort of like oh like are they doing enough or and I can't though to be honest the, the first like couple of weeks uh, we did a little bit but I didn't kind of really enforce it I mean it's a it's a big change isn't it and and yeah, for them it's really nothing. worrying I've done nothing don't beat yourself. no None. No, that's what I mean. But then I seen a post actually, the Victoria Beckham had um, put reposted, and it was just basically saying, "Don't um, that, don't beat yourself up. Just do what you can." With like people trained to be teachers for a reason, and and to expect us to become a teacher overnight, it, it's it's really difficult. As well as like the pressure that's on us, just like give them a hug, keep them safe, and and it's love and and that security that they want, isn't it? More than anything at all. And as long as they've got that, yeah. then um, yeah. And you live in Cheshire, right? So and I presume you've got lots of outdoor space. I've been feeling really guilty lately for people living in like high rise flats in London. Yeah. Like, because we made sure I can't, <laughs> I'm pregnant. So I've got two daughters, almost six and almost four, a bit of a handful. And then a third, which we think is probably going to be a girl because, you know, the odds are more than like yeah. going to be a yeah. girl. Um, and so as we went into lockdown, I kind of was ahead of the game a few days before because they released that pregnant women shouldn't go out, etc. So I sent Simon to the toy shop to get, you know, all these random toys, a climbing frame. We needed this, we needed that just to keep them occupied. Yeah. So lucky they can play in the front <laughs> garden, the back garden, but those people in high rise flats, I just can't help feeling so bad for them. And they're going yeah. out and about and being told off and etc. you know, and I know, of course you need to keep safe, but there is that humanity humanitarianness of it that it's lovely weather outside and these people are locked in flats do you know yeah yeah uh, we were just speaking about that the other day and and I am like obviously really 
grateful the fact that we do have a garden and and it's um must be so difficult not only just obviously for families with kids but as well people on the road that are locked in smaller like flats and things and I mean they do say that you can go out and you're supposed to be able to go out for 30 minutes exercise fresh air whatever but I can see that people are getting told to to go home and and probably places like that they'll probably target more where there's more people likely to come out at the same time as well Mm -hmm. and um yeah, I don't. Well, don't get me started. Don't get me started on the the actual politics side of it, and the um, I don't know, just the way that they've even come out and said that they're actually naming people for the, the deaths or putting the death certificate that it's they died of Corona when actually they could have died of other causes, and it's the perception of that because everybody's getting tested now. I mean, my auntie actually passed away um, a few weeks ago, mm. and um, she was like, well, she was my godmother. She was more like my mum's my, my auntie. She was 75. Um, she's always had problems throughout her life. Um, she's got diabetes. She had diabetes. And um, she actually went in because she had a fall and her leg really swollen up, and then she um she did pass away in hospital they said she passed it tested positive for for corona um but it wasn't what she was in for and she did she asked not to be resuscitated that's another thing that's like really playing on my mind the fact that they're going around asking people generation of people I just think it's kind of like almost putting pressure on them to not be resuscitated because obviously, oh, well, it's like you've had a good life now, so do you really want to be resuscitated? And 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 it's almost like probably they feel like they don't want to be a burden as well. And and it's, um, I don't know, it's really scary. Like the numbers, I'm not sure that they're 100% because of what's been, I think people have got onto the fact, people have started to speak. Social media is massive, like to connect people all around the world. So people have been connecting, talking about what's going on. Doctors even coming forward and saying this death certificate has to be, even if the test isn't in back, it's it's labeled as Corona if they've had any kind of symptom. Um, and then, I don't know, I've been looking at all kinds of different stuff and, and it is pretty scary, like the vaccine thing. Are you are you watching, you know, the updates every day? Because I can't, like I get quite bad anxiety, even worse when I'm pregnant. And so when people are sharing on social media, you know, it's, it's got to the point on Facebook, I've had to delete some because it's so constant and intense. Are you... Yeah. Are you? Do you prefer watching it and knowing exactly what's going on, or are there some days where you're like, do you know what? I just need to switch off a minute because this is getting too much. I'm not really looking at the um, the, the the mainstream news. I'm more looking at outside the box and looking at questioning things that I feel that a lot of people should sort of be questioning with regards to how we're moving forward with this and yeah. how long it's going to last and what's going to be the conditions of us being able to go back out again. I mean, I know I'm, I'm looking a lot of um, with regards to America because the US is um, has a lot of control, especially with regards to the World Health Organization. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, Bill Gates and the USA are the main funders for the World Health Organization. So you've got a question. They're the people that are putting out this information So these are the questions that I've started to be asking and that's what's made me want to dig a little bit further and and actually it's a sinister world that we live in but it's honestly it is mental. I think if people don't wake up and and realise what is going on because um, but a lot of people 
are getting better yeah. and a lot of people are getting the virus and recovering 100% and because of the figures that are being misconstrued I think on, on the mainstream media as well that worries me because again like you're saying you don't want to watch the news it is fear and they're controlling us by fear yeah. and that's a scary thing and yeah I would say don't watch that mainstream news and switch your off social media if it's like the main thing is just to stay grounded stay positive but also educate yourself don't just sit back and think this is going to go away and just um all right oh, that's crazy sorry to interrupt but that's the one so I've always suffered with anxiety but since becoming a mum my biggest anxiety has been health related so if I get a migraine oh my god it must be something serious if I've got a bit you know I've been to the doctors more times than most people I'm that girl and then I yeah. started reading articles about how worry can cause things like cancer and how mental health and stress can cause illnesses do you know what I mean but you're right look at Boris he was in he's come out look at Prince mm-hmm. Charles he was in Harold's Prince Charles 73 and he's come out and he's okay because it's all about mindset and health and looking after yourself I love yeah. everything you're saying thank you so much I didn't know it was going to go this way but I love it <laughs> I know sorry well, I'll just say as well there is like obviously I'm a great believer in meditation like over the last few years and, and I'm doing it more so now especially while we're on lockdown nobody can say they haven't got time somebody says some people say I don't know how to do it it's just a case of sitting with your own thoughts we've all got that time to do that and clearing your mind putting this on google on youtube like any um just type in any kind of meditation healing um abundance like deepak deepak chopra is great and and just tune into yourself ground yourself mm-hmm. and um just you have to give yourself that self-love and that self-care to radiate your light and your positivity because fear what they're trying to do is the opposite they're trying to keep us small keep us in our boxes our homes like and we need to just remember who we are and how strong we are and just have faith in yourself and and the other thing I've trying to been promote as well is breathing exercises mm. especially with regards to it being a respiratory um symptoms um illness again I would say that I mean let's face it I've had anxiety attacks and I've been shortness of breath I've not been able to breathe so if you think that on top of having a common cold or having a little cough and then having the anxiety and stress of thinking that you've got coronavirus Mm. that in itself is going to cause you to have an anxiety attack which then is going to block up your respiratory I can say it oh yeah you're right yeah your lungs (laughs) yeah I said it good the first time and um yeah it, it's just it's all interconnected so the breath work this is something that everybody could do this I'm is something as soon as you say it it's like when someone says do your pelvic floors and you start doing it yes. like you just said breath and I'm like <laughs> yeah but no it's it's this is the things that the government should be putting out there not saying sit around in your houses you're not allowed to go out um you know, and then I, I read somewhere that they were saying dairy, to eat dairy. And that's like the most mucus, like mucus, like oh, stuff. Yeah. That you, you, you know, it's crazy. So, yeah, look at what you eat. Wim Hof is a guy that does, um, he's a he's a breathwork guy. He's called Iceman Hof on Instagram. He's a great guy. And he um, he's actually 
he's actually swum underwater of an ice cold lake. He, he recommends cold showers, which is another amazing thing oh. for your immune system. Well, and I, hate I hate the cold. I'll try it. I'll try. Yeah. But if it's doing the breath work first, um, and I've not been doing it as religiously. I've done it a few times, but I've done a few cold water swims as well, which are amazing. Oh. Like in lakes around, it's amazing. It makes you such a buzz. But the breath work um, almost prepares your body for the cold water because it keeps your temperature level throughout your body. Because it's it, what he, he works on is, is a breath where you're breathing in and out for 30, but you have to inflate your stomach. And then on the 30th breath, you hold your breath for as long as you can then breathe out then hold the out breath for 15 seconds and then do it again and repeat that three times but if you google if you put youtube on in youtube you put wim hof i've downloaded his app yeah. and just follow his breathing um patterns and your whole body goes tingly and it is you can actually feel the blood and your oxygenated blood like flowing around your system your, your lungs are working properly your blood's flowing that boosts your immune system your white blood cell cap count is obviously this is things what people need to be researching the best things to do and there's so much out there the meditation the breathing the the, the healthy foods that we should yeah, be eating yeah. um, I'm actually doing a um a cooking class with a friend of mine Alyssa that helped me write my journal which we'll come on to in a sec yeah. um she's a she runs a fitness retreat called uh, life lab um, and it's amazing. I've been a few times, but she's an amazing cook. She does all plant-based recipes. Oh, and yeah. I said to her the other day, like she does a few on Instagram. And I said, why don't you do a live cooking class? And she's like, right, you do it with me. So it's called um, Beats, Beats, um, what's it called now? I can't remember what she's called. It. It's basically with, um, uh, she wants me to put like lights on and have the music loud and stuff like that. So we're going to do, I think we're doing healthy brownies on thursday i'm in so, i'll be watching yeah i'll be watching. yeah so that'll be fun exercise, but the cooking version yeah <laughs> that again like clubs the size you know when you go for those workouts and they're like yeah like that look at me pretending like i go anywhere to work out <laughs> <laughs> it's like that but cooking i love that yes yeah yeah, around the kitchen. People, the, the, you know, we're getting to the point now, it's like, you don't want to go to the shop every day. We don't want to go to the shop every day. So, or, well, I've not been going, Simon's been going. But it's like, what can we use up in the freezer? What can we use up in the fridge? What have we got in the cupboards? And we're mainly plant-based. Um, we're vegetarian. At school, kids are vegetarian. But I grew up Muslim. So it's funny when you say about meditation. As I've got older, because my dad's a very strict Muslim, he prays five times a day. And he always said to me, Khadija, it's very good for your mindset. You know, just you. And obviously, everybody's to their own, but this is how I was raised. But he says it's you and God. You've got that moment every day, five times a day. And now, as I get older, I see more people meditating. And I link it to Islam in a way. There's a lot of things that I find um another thing about dairy we recently well recently about two and a half years ago stopped drinking normal milk and it was just mm. things that I started reading sometimes it is a bit scary to be so open you know open like we are which is why I love having a podcast because you get a lot of people oh you know my nan on my mum's side she's English she's been through the war she's 75 she don't care about corona she drinks her whiskey every day <laughs> You know, that. If you to, yeah, if you say to her, Nan, you know, milk's not good for you. Oh, you know, I've drank it my whole life. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, that type of side. Um, and probably back then, it probably wasn't as bad as, as manufacturing or over-processed as it was now, let's face it. 
brutal. Yeah. But I love this because I think there definitely is. And I noticed with a lot of successful people, health and wealth come hand in hand. There's no point having money if you are sick and can't enjoy it. So the more successful people I meet that come on my podcast and that I meet in general, the more they are about mindset. They are about uh, manifesting the universe, meditation, good food. You know, everything you're saying, I love it because it epitomizes the type of people that come on my podcast and I interview. And I think, you know, sometimes, and I feel bad, I grew up in a in a council house. My mum didn't have much money. A lot of our dinners were chicken nuggets and chips. You know, she would try to make it as healthy as possible. But I think if you're programmed in that kind of diet, actually mm. it does take things like this to be and and you know cooking sessions to music to be educated on what you should yeah. be eating and now as a mum I'm very conscious if, it, if they've had sweets and chocolate right okay well we're not having sugar for a few days you can have this but when I was younger you know mum did it, it was whatever was cheap and on offer Do you yeah know I mean? yeah yeah and it is that there's there's a there's a um aspect of that isn't it because it does seem that the organic stuff is a lot more expensive and like the healthy supermarkets that have all like the really um the good stuff isn't it the stuff that hasn't been tampered with that's been homegrown because it's it costs more money do you know what I mean and it's it's unfair that it is that way but I suppose yeah what you said like the conspiracy thing I often think that do they do that on purpose so that people are more unhealthy like I always things yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent they've been doing it for years and um it's just kind of it's trying to have a balance isn't it it's just trying to have um I mean, don't get me wrong, my kids eat far too much sugar and especially with it being Easter and stuff and, and Wes has got a really sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially like, I'm, I, it's it's just balance, isn't it? And it, it's just trying to introduce as much healthy stuff as you can. Vitamin C is really important as well, especially now, whether it's through fruits and vegetables and um or even through like a supplement, if, if there's not, if you, you know, I mean, if the kids will eat fruit, you know, like try and get something down them that's like, and saying a lot of, I was reading about, you know, say going back to the vaccine, it's really good for your immune system and counteracts like different, like things that diseases and stuff, because it's things like, um, Things like this that should be openly spoke about more in the media, especially when there's stuff like this going on. Yeah, um, yeah but it is it's difficult. I've not heard it once on the news. You know, oh, actually, have a smoothie. Try not to drink. Start, try not to eat. So, do you know what I mean? You hear, yeah. stay home, wash your hands. Okay. But, yeah. But what about, you know, what about mindset? What about, I think there's a, with what happened with Caroline Flack, I did a whole post based on that, you know, mental health. I've suffered with mental health. My mum suffered with mental health. Right now, there's hundreds of thousands of millions of people in the same four walls. We've been in isolation now for a month, over a month. That is going to really affect people's mental health. Why? We're not really, the news doesn't really talk about it. It's just death rate this, death rate that, death toll this, death toll that. What about mental health? Trying to keep us positive, you know? Yeah, I mean, like it's a it's a big problem the mental health thing, um, especially when you when I say you've got people that are are at home on their own and are going through their own things anyway, and then the added strain and stress and fear and anxiety on top of how they're feeling anyway, um, 
yeah, it, it's really worrying. And and you can see that the suicide rates are going to be going up and, and also the abuse aspect as well of, of being in an abusive home. And um, there's nowhere to go. Nowhere. There's nowhere, to, you know, and and it's it's really, really, really scary. Um, but like I say, there's... It is, I read somewhere, I think, um, was it Women's Aid, that they're put off the, they've linked up with um, the trains. It might not have been Women's Aid, but it was one of the charities have linked up with the trains and they're giving free free trains to people that have, have been fleeing from abusive um, homes. So I know there is still some trains running, but they're obviously like practically empty, aren't they? But um, things like that, that people, that should be talked about on the news, like there's, like you say, there's no help for people that are feeling trapped and they should now be thinking about putting programmes on the TV like guided meditations and talking about mental health people on there that are being interviewed and that that are running these charities they're the programs because we can't have a lot of programs that are live Mm. but instead replace it with something that is useful to the public that that are potentially suffering I mean I know again the using the platform social media is great and people are reaching out to others and if they've been through certain things and um but yeah it's um yeah don't 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 be alone. Like, try and reach out to somebody and and um, try and um, look at the charities that are there to help. And they're still running and they're still out there. So yeah. hopefully, people won't suffer in silence. Oh, Leanne, I love you more than I loved you before you came on. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like, yes. Do you know what? I got. Let's go. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question because you've obviously gone into detail about this, and you've just proven to me that you are a serious mumpreneur. Now, I want to ask you a question though, because this word mumpreneur, I have a blog called Diary of a Mumpreneur. That's because I started my cleaning business when my daughter was six months old. She was born with uh, serious health issues. She was at risk of cerebral palsy. Um, Three and a half years in, I applied for The Apprentice. I ended up in Final Five. And the last year, I've been building my personal brand. But I love the word mumpreneur. I think it's so difficult to be a mum or a dad, a dadpreneur, raise children, run a business, keep a household, cook healthy dinners, still find time for yourself and go for a walk. What do you think, because I introduced you as a mumpreneur, what do you think to the word mumpreneur? Do you like it or do you think it's insulting? I don't think it's insulting at all. I think it's a great word. Oh, yeah. I'm glad. I'm proud of being a mum. You know what I mean? It's like, um, it's the, the hardest job on the planet, let's face it, but the most rewarding and the most amazing. And as a, I, I'm proud to be a woman, I'm so grateful that I've been able to give birth to three girls. I mean, just that experience alone is so fascinating to me and always will be how we can create a life inside of us. Uh, oh, sorry, not put- now. But I'm yes. myself, I'll be honest, I'm like, oh no, it's, I've got to do it again. <laughs> yeah, no, I should rephrase that, not create a life, grow a life inside of us. Let's yeah. face it, we do need um, a little bit of help, don't we? A little bit, yeah. But yeah, it fascinates me. And, and I think uh, with Lola, um, I was having crystal healing for a bit before that. And I think that's where all like my sort of spiritual journey started with regards to like the, the crystal healing and then sort of becoming more um, open and, and awake and, and like enlightened to wanting to find out more about um, meditation and, and um, just tapping into your mind really. And it was hypnobirthing I did with 
my Lola. The other two were not great labors, but with Lola, I had the most incredible experience. Like I wanted to do it again just to experience it. And I wanted all of my girls to be around and witness it. I had a water birth show when it was at home oh. and I'd worked on, again, did breathing exercises, so important. And it was all about mindset and mind control and, and being in control of your body. And again, fear, you just said, I'm shitting myself. Yeah. That is what takes over when you're going to labor. And have you had bad labors last time? The first with Soraya, yeah, that was really traumatic. And then a C-section second time round. Okay. Uh, we had relationship drama. So yeah, I mean, we have been kind of hoping this is going to be third time lucky. I've looked into, water birth is what I wanted originally with Soraya at the beginning. Um, but I had strep B. I don't know if you've ever heard about that. I like talking about that because a lot of women get it when they're pregnant, but they don't know. Uh, they pick yeah. urine. Have you heard of it before? I've heard of strep B, but I've not, not really looked into what it was or what causes no, I, it. I had no idea. Like they pick it up in your urine when you have a urine sample or something. And anyway, if you've got it, you can risk the baby. It's like having a urine infection, but a little bit worse. They give you antibiotics. Okay. I had no idea what it was. I did feel like I had some kind of STI. It wasn't an STI, yeah. but the way because nobody knows about it really. So you see yeah. women who have had babies, you go, um, the doctor said I've got strep B. Have you ever had strep B? And people are like, no, we're like, uh, who you been with? You know, like that kind of you're like, oh no, it's not that. <laughs> I had to be monitored. Uh, well, I was meant to be monitored and induced with Soraya. It was just a bad experience. Everything. She was in intensive care. C-section next. This time round, whatever I am able to do, I'm consultant-led, I do want it to be as relaxing, as harmonious. We're not planning on any more children afterwards. So I'm definitely going to be hitting you up for these breathing techniques. I don't want to go in with that, oh my God, the last time I was in here. And I want to try a natural birth. I really do. Yeah. But I am... Are you able to do that? Yeah. They said, my consultant said I can. Um which again, I want to do it. I want to try and see if this time, you know, if it turns out good, hopefully. But it's that fear, like you said, I'm so shit scared of the same thing happening again, that yeah. this section would be the easy option for me because I could just go in. I said it was like an office meeting when I went in with Talia. I went in, music was on, done, 25 minutes, I'm out again. That would be great. But I do want to try to experience, like what you're saying, water birth or hypnobirth or, or just you know, me with gas and air because gas and air is bloody amazing. So I just want to try that again, but I need yeah. to stop being so fearful. Yeah. So um, read the book, Mary Mongan, the hypnobirthing Mary Mongan method. That's a great book to read. Yeah. And um, that kind of, it's a bit like an aha moment. Like That's why women are frightened. That's why um, everything's got so misconstrued over the years and, and with regards to um, I mean, women were just like got to a certain stage, were knocked out, and then the baby was pulled out of them, and then they just yeah. went to see them behind the glass, you know, like in the fifties, and then yeah. they just like wheeled out like the cot. Oh, this is your baby. No wonder babies got mixed up so much because yeah. like you just didn't. There was no like, oh my baby, like you know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. But um, there's there's a, a history there, and there's a reason why people are frightened, and the reason why more births are traumatic and, and it's all about like you say it's um like I said before it's all about mindset and being calm and being in control it's like you don't see animals um when they're giving birth they don't scream and shout they just oh, deal with it I'll yeah be because less than this time around just yes 
<laughs> no, it's the breathing. I'm telling you, the breathing, the visualization, it's everything together and, and the music. So I listen to, it's like almost like meditation music and it's um, some affirmations in there and it sounds quite hippie-ish because it's like, you're looking forward to meeting your baby and, and your baby is amazing. And uh, all these kind of things that you think when you, when I first started listening to it, I was like, Oh my God. But then you just get into a habit. And, and when I put it on the music, when I went into labor, I just went into kind of this calmness just flooded over me. And it's cause I've just been listening. So just got in there. I was just lying in my bed. Wes was spooning me. Completely different story on the third to the other two. And he couldn't believe it. Usually I have his hands squeezed off. And then I just was like, my breathing changed. And then I just got in the in the water and I just had her within 18 minutes. And Jean Anderson, who incidentally is the um, founder of the charity who I work with, one woman at a time, um, she's the hypnobirthing teacher along with her goddaughter, um, Katie Redford they are amazing like they're the ones I called they're the ones that were with me throughout most of it like from after so long and they were there and and just kept me calm they do like classes they can do online classes as well I'll put you in touch with their Jean Anderson because she's amazing and she will get rid of the fear she's an amazing lady yeah yeah, it was just so beautiful to be able to to have her and then just literally pick her out the water myself and she was just there and then just get in my own bed and it was it was so nice okay um I'm gonna I'm literally gonna watch everything you've I'm gonna be writing notes after this to write down everything that I need do you know what it's funny you said about that I've got a confession I listen to ASMR at night ASMR and I listen to a woman called Sophie Michelle and she whispers she goes Sophie Michelle and it is the best thing but if I tell people they think it's erotic it's not erotic (laughs) she she whispers I think maybe it is to some people but she whispers and she reads and she has like glossy boxes and she'll tap the box and then she'll rustle the paper oh I've seen her I've seen her I'm I'm getting (laughs) on my podcast oh my god and I listen to her I think she's like 23 or something she's making a shit ton of money on YouTube like I don't know, 60 plus, 80 grand a year just on our videos. But I watched them. And the first couple, I thought, this is a bit uncomfortable. If somebody walked in right now, I'm literally, it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm listening to a woman whisper. Very bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, whatever, you know, floats your boat, if it helps Because yeah, I was sleep. Yeah, so I was listening. She was helping me. I'd be asleep by the time the video finished. Wake up in the morning with no battery because I forgot to put it on charge. It's still playing. <laughs> it made me feel better you know very similar to your music yeah very yeah definitely yeah she's uh my brother sent me her actually um she did make me laugh but yeah it's 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 kind of like nice to listen to it though isn't it I I get what you mean I get what you mean yeah to put headphones in because Simon's like what's that crap you're listening Darling, I'll go to sleep. <laughs> you know, it's a time in your relationship when you're not getting jiggy jiggy. Instead, you're laying in bed next to him listening to ASMR. You know, that's why, <laughs> that ship has sailed. The honeymoon. Hello. <laughs> you love the word mumpreneur. That's good to know. I like that. What about the word wag? How do we feel about that word? Um. Yeah, it's. I'm so over it. Like at first, I was a bit like, oh, offended, and 
But no, I just think it's just this pathetic little word that the media have made up. It actually means wife and girlfriend, but it was the stigma that came with it that it was like, you're living off the back of your husband's money because he plays football and um, you're basically a waste of base and you don't do anything for yourself. And, and, and that was, i tell you what was more frustrating, the, the women that got behind it and was like, I'm not a wag. I work for a living. I don't live off my husband. The, the people, the celebrities that were in the media, like um, Jamelia, um, uh, who else said it? I don't know if Cheryl Cole said it. Um, there was a few people that sort of like really did it. But then I thought that was really derogative to the people that had were with the partner that had babies with them didn't work that were just raising the kids and staying at home and and that was me I had Hallie and I was with Wes four years until uh before I got pregnant and I was doing well it's actually a dancer before but then I did beauty therapy at college and I I was working before I got pregnant so at at the time when all the wag thing came out I was actually a mum and and I was just like any other woman stay at home mum with a husband that well a partner at that time that worked um and earned money you know like but because of the amount of money it was like that you're just living off the back of him and, and it's kind of stuck and it's a it's a bit of a shame and I know there's like women out there that there are girls out there that target yeah. footballers and and are just after the money but we literally were together since we we're uh well he was 18 when I met him so um yeah and it's it just it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of fizzled out now. I'll get paid think whatever. Yeah. Did you feel pressure then? Like because people think that of women that are with footballers. Did you feel pressure to oh I need to have my own thing or I need to have my own business? Because I started noticing in like definitely the recent years a lot more women are bringing out their clothing range or like Colleen Rooney's working with uh, Very and Little Woods and lots of people are doing stuff. Do you think that's a pressure or do you think it's just women have become stronger now and they want their independence and and actually you could live off your husband but you want to have your own thing um yeah I um I was quite complacent to be at home with the kids and be there and and I mean don't get me wrong I'm I'm not like running a business that's like I've got my journal I obviously was working when I was doing the housewives and I do like pay posts and stuff occasionally like promote promotion I'm working on something at the moment that's exercise related but um I've been keeping myself busy really more with the the charity work that I've been doing and and for the last since I've left the the show that's what I've kind of really concentrated on and um but yeah I do think a lot of women uh I got to a point where I was like okay I feel like I want to do something for myself now but it I didn't feel like I was pressured into doing it I, I waited until um I think Lola was years ago was it now five years ago yeah so she was only like four so but I think because I'd had the other girls and and they were growing up a bit and I felt like oh well I was I was ready to do something for myself and um just thinking about the future really as well like Wes wasn't going to play football forever like it's good to think of other ways to earn money create an income and um not that I'm making anywhere near as much money as him or anything, but but it was just that Nor's contribution. Not the world, darling. Nor's most yeah. of the world, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and, and like you say before about living off your husband, like I don't feel, I don't feel, we've never really felt, I've never really felt like I've lived off him because I feel like it's a, it's a joint, um, a joint relationship, isn't it? Like, yeah, he does, he has earned the money and I've been at home raising the kids and that, that was a job, like I say, it's an important job. Yes. Yeah. Because I've said that to Simon before, you know, I'll be honest, ever since I had Soraya, I have always been very driven. I think it's because, you know, my mum still now struggles financially and I feel this pressure. I'm the eldest of four. I feel like I need to be successful to help my wider family. So, you know, and I think in our relationship, Simon's got a really good job. He works in construction, you know, we're good. But I have always... uh, I don't know, strive to do my own thing. I think it's mm. because I don't really like housewife duties. I don't like yeah. I don't like cleaning. I'd rather get someone to do it and I'll just go to the office for a few hours and pretend I'm busy. But I think I've always had this pride issue as well. Like I watched my mum struggle for money and no one help her or ask people for help, men who wouldn't help her. And I always said to myself, I don't want to feel like I'm relying on someone. But it definitely has got to the point now where I feel regretful sometimes that I that I was with the kids more, you know, they were both in nursery a few days a week from really young. And so I think no matter what you do, whether you work hard because, you know, you feel you should, you feel guilty because your kids went to nursery at a young age, or if you stay at home, then you think, oh, you know, well, I could have had a career too. Nothing we do is ever going to be right. So you just have to do what is good for you at that yeah. moment. Absolutely. I just could say that um, about you, you, uh, I would never, I don't feel guilty. I, I would never feel guilty because at the end of the day, you're, you're teaching them, uh, your girls like that. This is real life. And, and obviously going to work and, and it's okay to have a career, but then it's okay. It's okay to stay on. But I personally, I mean, I'll tell you a little story. Hallie, when she was, oh, how old was she been now? She's probably about seven or something like that she was asked what she wanted to be when she grew up she might have been younger and she said a shopper like mummy <laughs> so that she thought that was my actual job so that was kind of a bit of a okay so that's what I'm seeing as in her eyes and that wasn't good to me I didn't want to be um a person that just shops and and that's what she's aspiring to be she's looking up to me that's what she's learning from me and that was like wow so obviously a few years went by and and, um I ended up starting the the clothing range the kids clothing range kiss frogs and and that was the first sort of and it didn't turn out great like obviously it was it was what it was. I learned a lot. I didn't continue it. But well, in the meantime, I'd started doing the show as well. Now, Lilia got asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she was actually doing like, she started doing like little fashion design. She's quite good at art. And she said a fashion designer. So that just showed the mentality of her seeing me doing what I was doing for what Hallie's seeing me, what she was doing. Yeah. And then obviously that clicked. And with regards to Lola, then obviously like this was only a couple of years ago. And um, obviously well, it was after it was about a year ago Lola was said that she wanted to she'd come home and she'd written this little story and she said she wanted to be an author like me so everything it's just everything that follows on and then with the charity work like my kids live in a bubble don't get get me wrong and and I try so hard to keep them as grounded as possible and make them see that there's a big world out there and you are very lucky to to be 
like live in like where you are and, and yeah. what you get and stuff and, and they do take stuff for granted and, and it makes me so angry and yeah I mean that's kids in general yeah. but um what was amazing when Wes went to India to play um for Kerala Blasters it was only one season we didn't move over there or anything it was only like a matter of months but we went over there over the Christmas period and I'd obviously been in touch with um Jean come over with me with regards to the charity um, she found a refuge over there with women that suffered domestic abuse, sex trafficking and things like that. And when my girls came over, we I took them there and Wes came and, and they seen the girls and they met them and they interacted with them. And, and I explained to them what had happened and said that they had to live here because they had to move away from them, their homes. And this is the, this is where they was living now. And we actually went to the water park with them. And um it was a massive experience for me that not only just to see India because it's completely different to anything you've ever ever been, you know, yeah. like with regards to like the roads, how busy it is, and like you know, it was just oh shit, wait, this, Hallie's trying to be there. Yeah, they just quite Hallie's trying to call me. Oh, um, but then to um, to actually go and see these. Uh, women and children and and see that things that aren't oh gosh I'm really sorry <laughs> oh, I'm really sorry people keep start keep ringing me let me tell my kids to shut up as well one sec girls <laughs> girls oh they've gone down you know when you can hear them and I think it's a good yeah you know, I can hear them and they're gonna come in running in she did this to... no I love that do you know what if it makes you feel any better I've grafted my ass off building my own business since Soraya was six months old and still Talia my three-year-old came in here yesterday and said um I want to do what mummy does today and I said oh what's that darling I want to stay in bed all day like you do <laughs> I was mortified I'm like excuse me when I'm in bed I'm on social media and I'm, I'm sending emails and I'm like justifying myself to a three-year-old by the way I am working hard <laughs> no matter what you do they're still gonna yeah. I love what you said though about taking them to India we were watching Honey the other day you know the music dance film I absolutely oh, yeah. so yeah. we or the uh is it Jesse from Little Mix she put it on her story so I was like oh I love that film we'll put it on and uh you know it's ghetto where where it is filmed so I'm trying to say to my little Soraya that goes to a lovely little local school you know perfect little lifestyle by the way look there's some people in the world you know this boy's gonna go to prison now and he's only 13 because he got caught up she's five and I'm trying to give her these <laughs> these, these yeah. lessons <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, I don't want to watch this, mum. Like, I don't really want to watch this. And I'm like, okay, she's a bit young. Uh, I'm, I am like that. You know, we've been debating. They're in a state school. Well, Soraya's in a state school. And we've been talking about moving them to a local private school. And then there is all these, these ups and downs, you know. I want them to be humble. I want them to be grounded. At the same time, I want them to have the best education. But I don't want yeah. them to be brats. There's so yeah. many things, no matter where you are in life, if you've got no money, if you've got lots of money. We all have the same worries and concerns. Yeah. How, how are you finding it now that they're a bit older? It's easier for them to absorb how lucky they are, I guess, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Hallie is, honestly, she's, I'm so proud of her. Like the things that she puts out on social media and uh, I can really, honestly, she's like my, my best mate. You know, she she really. Yeah, with your girl, they're literally like your four little girl band. Yeah, no, they're amazing. Um, yeah, the other two um, probably take things for granted 
more uh, to she's obviously being older she's she's um more aware and and she's just got a really good head on her shoulders and and things that she um she listens to me do you know what I mean and she she's really grateful and she she's just uh they, they are they are they're all great you know they're, they're all great and they're that's, all they, they do know, get on that's that's all down to the parenting it doesn't matter what they have or what they don't have as long as it's down to the parents and do you know what I am honestly so grateful that you've come on today because I feel like maybe when you watch shows like Real Housewives of Cheshire you don't really see the full it's almost one dimensional. There's drama, there's this, there's that. I mean, it's fun to watch. I can't lie. I love reality. But it is one dimensional and you don't really get to see much more of that person and everything that you've shared with us so far. I love it. I'm like, Leanne's so deep. She, you know, she knows what she's talking about. She's going to be prime minister in a few years. (laughs) I'm so thrilled by this. Do you know what? It's um, the, the, I think since leaving the show, that's been a massive um experience it was an experience for me doing it but actually getting to where I did mentally and leaving it and obviously writing the journal and and getting involved in the charity that's when all this has happened obviously coming away from the show that's why I won't ever say I regret doing the show it was very difficult at times had fun at times but it was it was it was difficult, especially towards the end, and it made me take a real hard look at myself, and made me being in that environment. And like you say, it has got drama, and there's not much real about it, to be honest. Let's face it. That was one of my questions. I'm glad you're answering it now. Let's talk Real Housewives for a little bit. We'll lighten up the mood. So, Real Housewives, obviously, you were on it for how long? Um, uh, six years. Wow. So how, how from the beginning? So is that a series a year or something? So we did one in the first year, one in the second, and then for the next two years after that, we did two and two. So it's wow. four years. So that was, oh my God, I guess it goes, when you're a viewer, you watch it, it goes so quickly, you don't realise. So that was a lot of your life dedicated to being filmed and, you know, and being absorbed because girls can be drama and two-faced and whether it's recorded or not recorded on the apprentice there was backstabbing left right and center but that was only 12 weeks I had to tolerate it you had to deal with it for years did you see yourself changing I mean I saw you towards the end definitely like do you know what no one's effing with me anymore but yeah did you see the growth in yourself from the beginning being in it and now you seem like you're a completely different person yeah, I definitely, I definitely seen a change in me. It was, I was very uh, easily led, should I say. I really wasn't being my own person fully. And it was almost, I was frightened to um, stand alone, if you will. And I always kind of kept in the shadow of, of, of somebody, other people. Um, it was um, on the show, it's like, one, one week somebody's a good guy, one's a bad guy. And then what they'll do the next week, regardless of your behavior and the way you've been, if, you've, if you're not that bad, but they want to make out like you've done something wrong just to kind of keep it on the balance of the public, they'll try and make something into what you've done look worse than what it is or try and like stir things up. And then they'll- I had the same shit, not for as long, but the same shit. And I think as someone that has been on a reality TV show, people think they know you. Like they really think they know, oh my God, Khadija, how are you doing? How's your kids? So do you watch the show now and still watching people's successes? Is there part of you that's like, hold on a hot 
fucking second. I'm the one that's straight up. I'm the one that's, you know, and these people seem to still be basking in this uh, celebrity lifestyle. I I don't regret leaving. Like people say to me, oh, would you go back and stuff? I wouldn't go back because. Hey, you're like, they say, would yeah. you go back? I was literally going to say, would you go back? Yeah, no, because I mean, that's you're saying about um, that's TV, isn't it? That that um, sort of can I just one second, Lola, please, can you just go and wait for me outside? Because she stood in front of me here, like, and I'm just I love doing it. this, I love and I'll it. see you in a minute. No, because you're not gonna be able to go in the room because Lenka's waiting for us at Jackie's, right? Okay, no problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. TV is a very fickle place, let's face it. And yeah. you'll know, I know. And the thing that matters to me most is my happiness and me being true to myself. Um, and if that comes at a price of me um, being on TV and being manipulated and being twisted and being portrayed as a person that I'm not, then I'm not prepared to go there anymore. And that's why I stood back and, and took a look at myself and took a look at what was going on and my own ma- mindset and what was going on inside. And it wasn't healthy and I wasn't enjoying it. But Tanya, God loves Tanya. She's the, um, you know, if you could both still be on the show would be heaven for everyone. But I loved yours and Tanya's friendship. I still love watching it for her Her little one-liners. I feel like, yes, every time she puts someone down with a one-liner. You two are still good friends, though, aren't you? Yeah, of course. I absolutely love Tanya. And um, obviously the other girls, some of the other girls, I still speak like speech if I bumped into them. But obviously Tanya was my friend before as well and and always will be. Um, It's a shame that I don't get to spend as much time with her now because obviously she is filming. It's like twice a year and the time that she's not, she's trying to spend as much as she can with her family and stuff. And she's got her own friends as well. But yeah, Tanya, um, she's really successful and she deserves it. She's a good person. She's got a good heart and and she's always, she was there for me and she was the one that stuck her neck out and actually stuck up for me. And you know, I always say in school that I bullied the bullies. If I saw someone bullying someone else, I'd be like Tanya. Hold on a minute. Yeah. To you know, and yeah. I'm still like that. Even when I was on the show, that's why I've got a podcast called Keep It Real with Khadija because everything yeah. was wrong. I can't help myself. I just put yeah. up on it. But Cheshire is a small place, right? So, is it is it ever awkward for you just living day to day, knowing that you know all this shit still goes on, or are you like you know enough time has been? I have my life. They do their thing. They're nothing to do with me. Um. Yeah, like I say, I've, obviously you do occasionally bump into other people, and um, but yeah, it's just like that is just exactly what you say. I, I'm quite happy in what I'm doing, and um, no regrets, and yeah, just moving forward and just um, learning more about myself and and the world and and what goes on and and yeah, you're taking this time to get out of that superficial shit, so you can. Yeah on stuff that's actually meaningful and I love yeah. it I love it honestly I'm so glad we're gonna be besties mate after this <laughs> okay so um let's go well, we'll just mention this quick I don't know how much time yeah. we've got this. Yeah. so I've ordered let me check my question I've ordered girl got grit journal and I love yeah. the concept it's all about things you've been talking about motivating mindset that type of thing tell us a bit more about it yeah so um grace gratitude grit it's um Obviously, the title with regards to um, Grace, I felt like I always handled myself with Grace on the show. Also, 
what you're grateful for like grace always will come into your life there's certain things that happen that um you they happen for a reason and they happen because they were sent to you because you have to learn from them and and the great aspect obviously is is self-explanatory the stuff that we go through that that helps us be better people getting through the other side and this was um something that I wanted to write because I wanted to put like some of my own life experiences on paper and things that I felt like had helped me with regards to um just things like visualization meditation um exercise like why do we exercise like how easy it is to people think like going to a gym is the only way to exercise or going to a PT class. And there's so many different things that we do without even realizing in our day-to-day life that is exercise, like cleaning up and, and even like just gardening <laughs> things like that, you know, like, but it is good to exercise and it, um, it induces like such happy hormones in our bodies and um, just keeping track of your food and things like that. And um, yeah, being kind to yourself. And, and so I've written about, um, different things um how to do them things what worked for me um my life purpose obviously like getting involved with the charity going to Africa with one woman at a time that was a a massive shift for me obviously getting involved with the charity number one then going to India but then actually going to Africa and meeting the girls that were sponsoring to get away from female genital mutilation and learning more about that and um yeah, gender-based violence, forced marriage, all the things that goes on that were kind of like, I knew they went on, but I didn't really know about it. And learning about it opened my eyes to, to the world and knowing that I wanted to make a difference and try and give back and help do something um, was just massive for me. And, and writing about it just to like, not like, it's not really in depth. I'm just, I left. Left, left the show why I written the journal and and how um amazing it was to experience the things that I've experienced that led me to want to put this on paper so yeah it's the first part is like the life advice uh, it's a bit about nutrition like I said affirmations um the writing goals like that's the main purpose of having a journal isn't it like these are the pages if you can see um yes use my nails um I've got my nails not got no nails on I've been biting them like mad as well oh me too yeah Yeah. (laughs) so yeah there's different things like it's good to keep track of the way you're feeling right now um again going back to mental health like writing things that you want to do when you get out of here um or even just writing small goals for yourself every day don't beat yourself up if you you feel like you've not you've got up late and like you've got up at lunchtime and you like which I have done on many occasions since on lockdown um but I've kind of come to terms with the fact well just go with it like if if I if I sleep in I sleep in but then just try and write down things that things that have uh, that I've done productive in the day or things that I want to achieve whether it's like reading whether it's just cooking a meal for my family whether it's meditating whether it's doing my breathing exercises whether it's going for a walk with the dog getting some fresh air playing a game interacting with the kids you know anything just anything that makes you feel good like small goals and and achieve them goals like write them in the morning and and just at this time but then on the bigger scale write things that you want to do when you get out of here, when, when you can go out and you can uh, make a difference in, in your life and, and do the, like dream big, like what do we want to do? And, and write like, um, 
I don't know, a six month goal, a 12 month goal. And like yeah. a vision. Yeah. I go into yeah. motivational speaker and I always encourage yeah. them. We put paper in half and half again. I'm going to take your book with me on the next one. And we put paper in half and half again. And they've got four sections and they have to draw four things that they want to achieve by the time they're 25 or whatever. You know, I love this. All of this stuff is right up my street. And, I, and mine's yeah. coming. I can't wait for mine to come. I'll do loads of shares on social yeah. media and I'll take it to the school. Yeah, amazing. So yeah, this is it's we've done it seven pound fifty at the moment. So that's a half price reduction for lockdown. So yeah, we're um, they're selling fast actually <laughs> today. They might say, yeah, um, but we've actually not that got, got that many in stock. So we have to be quick because that's I correct. might. Yeah, yeah. We've got um, and, and home mist since after the show I created, and we're now everything's online, so we're pushing it. But then you're like, oh shit, stock's gonna yeah. take time yeah I know yeah. we'll get in there people you've got to get in there if you want to get your journal and I'll be making sure that I uh share and I note take and and I guess it's about being accountable because often you can say I've always said by the time I'm 35 I'm almost 31 by the time I'm 35 I'm going to be financially free in the sense of I'm going to have enough money to own my house outright to be able to pay for my kids school to not have to worry about money so much and that's one thing that I've always said 35 and now I'm getting closer and closer to 35 I'm like shit you better up your game (laughs) (laughs) things like this like a journal to be accountable for and then you can look at it and you go oh yeah I said I was going to do that six months ago haven't done it yet do you know what I'm going to make sure I get it done in the next three months that's what people need in life otherwise especially when you're your own boss you can end up just procrastinating and putting things off things off I love that I've I can't mine okay let me just see final question and then we'll do a yes no game um okay so we've said what you're up to right now in life and your career and what does the future three years look like for leanne brown what are your plans obviously we've got your journal you're doing your charity work you've got your beautiful daughters what's the plan your three hey you've got to be accountable now what's your three-year plan um, well, like I said, I've, uh, I don't really want to give too much away because, you know, it's that thing of putting everything out there. But um, I've been doing an exercise um, course, uh, exercise to music course, uh, which obviously the the exam was meant to be at the end of March, which got cancelled, which was annoying. So now it's being rescheduled um, and I plan to do other courses um I'm not 100% which one. I'm also in the middle of a meditation, online meditation course, teaching course as well. So I'm, I want to um, do something exercise related. I know what it is, but I don't want to give too much away. So that's kind of my, um, I'm working on it. Obviously the church is um, want to give back with that. Um, but this project I'm working on is kind of my um, insight to, to where I see myself and, and hopefully creating something like amazing like for over the next few years so that's kind of my the business side of it uh, I think I may I've been talking about maybe doing another journal I have actually I did actually start writing a diary a lockdown diary <laughs> but I've, um yeah so I've been writing that I was thinking maybe I could make something out of this but I've not done it for like about a week or something so I don't know there's lots of different things I'd like to put in there you know the things that we've talked about um, and just to be interesting to see where the world goes and maybe to be able to reflect on it and look back and, and read like oh wow that was fun because let's face it we're not going to be 
I don't think in our lifetime, um, potentially our kids' lifetime, there's nothing like this that's going to happen um, again where, yeah, everything's like stopped and still and we're all in our houses. And this is like it's history, isn't it, like, that we're in right now. So, yeah, embrace that. Um, I um, was helping – well, I am being – becoming a patron of another charity called um, NSM Foundation uh, that's a young girl that I've met in central Manchester she works with young girls in the underprivileged areas and she's created this um it's like a platform to create like a dance class but she's an ex-Thai boxer and she does like self-defense but to music wow. and um, she gets all the schools together and has like competitions and it's like a 12-week program but then it's more about bringing people together that have either from abusive homes or suffer with um, depression or mental health problems or uh, anorexia, like all different things that young teenage girls that suffer um, nowadays, it's kind of just bringing that platform together and, and helping them um, know that they're not alone, but also do it in like a fun way and bringing people together. So she's amazing. She's called Natasha Sweeney Medicroft and um, she, um, so I'm just trying to help her raise awareness for what she's doing and um, we'll probably do a few projects in the future with her as well. Oh, Leanne, you're a saint, you are. You're a saint. <laughs> you be Prime Minister. I have to ask <laughs> one question about Wes because my brother won't let me live it down if I don't ask. So um, obviously he, footballer, amazing. Everyone knows about Wes. Um, if he couldn't have been a footballer, what do you think he would have ended up want, going into? Um, oh, I don't know. Um, but he's always, it probably would be something sport related. He was a good basketball player as well. Yeah. Um, and he always loved that. And he did karate when he was younger as well. So it probably would be still something sport related. Um, I know. So obviously, what I don't really know what retired footballers do after. Do they, you know, do they get into other hobbies or? What's he up to with himself? Well, he, he's, yeah, he's actually been really lucky with regards to his career because he was predominantly United for the, the most of his career. Yeah. And um, he's, they've really like looking after him. He's doing a lot of work with ambassador work for them. He's oh. doing on MUTV presenting, which I never thought he would um, be able to get his head around because he's always just been like not interested in like that side of things he just wanted to play football like even social media like to see him doing his posts and stuff on social media like he just hated it like he wouldn't do any of it um but now he's kind of really got his head around it and he and he's and he's great on it and he's great being interviewed and people really like him and he's funny and he's doing it every morning actually on MUTV at the moment on on like this on Zoom so they're doing um, something with them and um but yeah he goes abroad and he's standing on stages and doing talks and like like doing um presentations and Q&As and things like that so he's actually been really busy and he and he's loving it and grateful because let's face it a lot of players don't have um don't play for huge clubs and um they don't have the opportunities that he's got and that's where obviously things get difficult with regards to depression and like um turning to alcohol and things like that because or even gambling things it's, it's a huge uh, it makes a huge impact with um players i think their their life's so regimented and and for so long like told when to turn up what to eat when to sleep when you know and they're, they're sort of totally looked after for for so many years from when they've been a little boy and to come away from that it's like oh 
shit, what do I do now? You know, he's got such a great support system and you, you know, yeah. So level headed. Yeah, no, it's, um, there's a couple of women that have started, um, whack. Um, it's for wives and girlfriends, but it's called, there's a couple of, what, sorry, a couple of, um, women, wives that have uh, started a, uh, online sort of site to um, just help connect other wives to um, know that there's like I don't know whether it's with businesses or just any worries that they've got and it's called Lifestyle Club and yeah. um, there are a couple of young um, ladies that are amazing they've had their own experiences with their partners um, one of them got injured very early on in his career and it's like things that like these guys have of lived breathed and slept football from the day dot and then obviously to have their dreams just like shatter in a second by an injury and obviously not being at a big club where they've had all the expensive medical surgery and stuff and, and kind of just let go or not recovered from it um that makes a massive impact mentally on on people and not just the players but the families like you say the the wives that pick up the pieces at the end of the day so yeah, it's um, there is more awareness out there for mental health through through um, football as well. So, which I think is footballers aren't necessarily looked at as athletes so much anymore. It's more like, oh yeah, they just get paid loads of money and they live a really good lifestyle. What do you think? I, I will get onto the yes no game, but I have got to ask you this because I saw Lord Sugar shared it. <laughs> what do you think about footballers taking pay cuts during this time? Um, if I think it's pretty fair to, for them to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, they do get paid a lot of money, but it's where, like, obviously it's where that money's going, isn't it? What what pockets is it going to be lined? It's going to be lining from the people that, do you know what I mean? It's, and let's face it, they do pay 50% tax as well um, from whatever they get. I mean, Wes has never reached that, like, Re, like amazing ways into like crazy amounts of money because he's been a, a United lad through and through and he's caught the ranks I mean don't get me wrong we've not done bad but um invested badly but <laughs> we've not done bad with regards to knowing, having a nice life don't get me wrong but it's just um yeah I I think people will be quite happy to do that like the the footballers as well but it's yeah. Lord, Lord Sugar going to take a pay cut <laughs> <laughs> well he's video I'm, I'm watching him on twitter actually um he did a video and i just interviewed karina who won the apprentice the most recent one she's business partners with him i said send him a selfie of me and tell him that i want to get him on my podcast so i'm trying to get him on my podcast i don't know if he'll come on um but yeah he he shared about that and karen brady she's getting a lot of stick and a lot of people are like well if you expect footballers to take a pay cut what about you you know you've got this money sitting in the bank you're cash rich and what about footballers that you know my brother played for leicester with delhi alley when he was younger and we thought my dad dedicated you know four times a week driving to Leicester from Peterborough like an hour and a half there hour and a half back really we had our hopes set on Cassim changing all our lives and then uh he got I bought him a Blackberry when he was 14 and he got caught up with girls and then we watched Deli Alley go on to great things and we're like Cass what are you doing you know what happened he's only 23 now but um I think people that are playing for clubs like Leicester or, well, Leicester's doing all right, but, you know, those kind of clubs, they're talking about every footballer having a pay cut. But what about the ones that are just earning, you know, for yeah. a month? They're just doing okay. It's, That's not fair. 
No, it gets really frustrated this because I think t- footballers are targeted because this, it's so publicised, the wages and what they get paid. And and you've got to think, well, what about the celebrities? What about the people that are in jobs, the CEOs that have got like really amazing jobs and really amazing yeah. yeah, like why is it only stipulated for all oh, footballers? It's just because they're sort of um, ridiculed in the media for spending money or, you know, like they'll just jump on it. And it, and it's a shame yeah. because it's like, it's not, it's not um, the reality. Ask, we're not asking, we're not asking Olympic runners to take a pay cut. Exactly. Triathlon. You know, we're not asking anyone else, but just footballers. And you're right because of the stigma. Yeah, and at the end of the day, you've got to understand, like, you know, the more money you have, the more um, the more you spend it, the more you people you, you, you treat and the more you help your family and the more you buy things for the people and, and you invest in different things. And, and, and that can go wrong. You know, like, people have this perception of, oh, you're a football for X amount or you, you're playing football, like you've got all this money, but nobody really knows what's going on behind the scenes. Nobody really knows where your money's going or what you've done with it or who's manipulated into parting with it, more to speak, like the people that are the predators that are, are out, out there, um, which is happening and tell you to invest your money in X, Y, and Z, which is exactly what happened with us. Um, you know, and... It's uh, yeah, it, it's it's unfortunate that that because they're kind of in that celebrity bracket limelight, like you said, they're not seen as um, athletes, and that's exactly what they are. And they work hard, and they're away from the family a lot, and they um, yeah, they get paid a lot of money. I mean, don't get me wrong, some some of them, I think, wow. I mean, it has got crazy amounts of money, but it's um, oh, I threatened any one of. I threatened, Simon okay. the t- I threatened Simon all the time. If he winds me up, I'm going to go find myself a rich footballer or entrepreneur. And he says, they won't take you on with your three kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't worry, we can sort that out. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what? You've been an absolute pleasure. Now, I'm going to let you go because I know your kids want you. But the last thing we've got to do is we do have to play the yes, no game. Have you yeah. ever played the yes, no game before? Uh, no. That wasn't a trick. A bit scared. Yeah, everyone gets scared at this point. Um, <laughs> so the only thing you can't do is you can't say yes and you can't say no. You could say anything. Oh, yes, I have. I have. I have. I have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you questions, lighthearted <laughs> questions, and as long as you don't say yes, that does that make sense? Don't say yes. Don't say no. So say anything. Right, okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. That wasn't a trick. Okay. <laughs> Are you a good singer? I'm terrible. <laughs> Do you like country music? I don't. Do you take the shampoos and conditioners from hotels? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you Depends ever... how good they are. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever count your steps when you walk? I don't. <laughs> have you ever got a speeding ticket? I definitely have numerous <laughs> times. <laughs> Borrowed something and not returned it. Probably. Okay. Last question. Oh, drum roll, drum roll. Have you ever stolen a street sign? I have not. Yeah. Yeah. Then the police are on the way round. Give me that street sign. Oh, thank you, Leah. That was great. Final question, and I will let you go. If you could be any animal, 
what animal would you be and why? Uh, I think probably at, at the moment, many people are going to say the same thing, a bird. Oh, yeah. I would love to be a bird just because of the freedom and yeah. being able to fly, get anywhere you want, any country, see the world um, and just do it on your, on your own, you know, like just that freeness. And I always, when sometimes um, I'm meditating or even when I'm just outside walking and, you know, when you look up in the sky and I just see a bird and just how it just glides through the air and they're just I think they're so fascinating and beautiful I'm sorry to make it so vulgar but think of how many people you could shit on from up there yes exactly <laughs> I actually didn't think of that but yes good, I've had good someone point. one more an entrepreneur who <laughs> wanted to be an eagle because to all his trolls and haters he could shit on them from the sky and I was like ah that is a good reason it is a good reason think about that now when you write in your journal how many people would I shit on if I was yeah (laughs) I'm all about peace and love and life you are you are that was that's it oh Leanne thank you so much you've been an absolute pleasure this will be edited and then it will go out uh next week I believe either Monday or Thursday so it'll be out next week to share it everywhere I'm going to be sharing as soon as my journal comes through and telling the world about it and I'm really excited to watch your journey hopefully maybe we could catch up in 12 months time see what's happening get you a capability yeah. and see what you've been doing with your fitness things but say okay. hi to and the girls for me and thank you so much thank you thank Thanks. you so much and really enjoyed it oh I'm glad thank you we'll yeah. go enjoy the rest of the day the sun thanks darling bye all right bye bye, bye. 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 bye.